It's another day, and I'm glad you're here. Welcome back to Iowa's Newsworthy Past. The following episode includes items published in the Livermore Gazette in Livermore, Iowa, on Thursday, September 16, 1920. Paper clothing. Paper clothing is being shipped in from Austria. Although it is cheap, we trust they will not undertake the manufacture of it in this country, as the editors need all the paper that can be obtained from our own factories. Paper clothing and other articles made from paper in Austrian factories were placed on exhibition this week by the Department of Commerce in Washington. Later, this exhibit is to be offered to clothing manufacturers for examination. The exhibit includes workmen's suits, a table cover, collars and cuffs, a laundry bag, and a wall decoration. One paper suit is quoted at 32 crowns, or about 15 cents in United States currency, while another sells for 120 crowns, or about 55 cents. In the exhibit is also a suit made of 40% paper, which in Austria sells at 575 crowns, or about $2.65 in American money, at the present rate of exchange. According to officials of the department, the garments are washable. High School Notes Interesting News by the Pupils in order that we may gain some practical knowledge of journalism, it has been decided that the juniors and seniors take charge of the school notes for the Gazette during the year. These will include general school news, the work of the Boys and Girls Athletic Associations, grade school events, and information concerning the literary societies. We hope to tell you about ourselves in an interesting way and keep you in close touch with the school. Our visitors last year were conspicuous chiefly for their absence, and we would like to suggest to you that while we appreciate your trust in us, even the best of us bear watching, and you might gain some interesting and profitable information by visiting our classes. As the majority of our pupils in both grade and high schools wish to attend the County Fair Wednesday, the school board has kindly given us the day. We appreciate this and plan to have a good time together at Humboldt. Miss Kathleen McMahon spent her weekend at her home in Emmitsburg. Miss Ida Forrest, who is teaching at Hansel, Iowa this year, spent a few days with friends here. Miss Murray started the year out right by having a watermelon feast for her pupils Friday afternoon. Last Friday evening, the Clio Society entertained the Zetas in the high school auditorium. This party was given to take the place of the annual hide and hunt. We feel sure that this change in the opening events of our school activities will be appreciated by the people living in the vicinity of the school as it will put a stop to the riot and noise that were unavoidably connected with the hunt. After several musical selections given by members of the Clio Society, a mock track meet was held 
The affair was well-planned and everyone seemed to enjoy himself, judging from the hilarity. The teachers held their annual picnic in the woods back of Tuttle's last Tuesday evening. The girls of the high school are looking forward to a promising basketball season. Miss Atkinson, who is to coach the team, called a meeting Monday night to line up the girls. We plan to have two teams so that we may have good regular practices. We have the girls, and if all take part and put forth their best efforts to be on time for every practice, we should have a fine team. We have been promised standards for outdoor practice by the last of this week, and plan to use them until cold weather. There is no reason why we should not have a team that will make a good showing for Livermore High, and we plan to have games with Laverne, Humboldt, Goldfield, and all the neighboring towns who have teams. Of course, the success of the team depends to a great extent upon the support they receive, but we are not worrying about Livermore. Get together all your old pep and boost for the girls when the basketball season opens. We can form bad habits and learn to be careless in most any place, but school is one of the places where we should learn to be careful and form the habits that will help us later on. One of the best habits in the world is that of being on time. We all should unite in trying to keep up a good record in attendance and punctuality Every tardy mark put down in the register is a black mark and hurts our school. Absences are usually unavoidable, but we believe a large majority of our tardy marks might be avoided if everyone realized the importance of being here on time. A pupil who is afflicted with the habit of putting off or of loitering on the way to school is very annoying to his classmates and teachers. The early classes are constantly interrupted Assignments must be repeated, and the disturbance de detracts from the interest in the lesson. As a missing link weakens the strength of a chain, so one day's absence from a class weakens the school of a pupil. If we wish to improve our record, parents, pupils, and teachers must work together. By cooperating, let us see if we can't do away with unnecessary absences and tardiness and note the change in the report card sent out at the end of this period. St. Louis train wreck yesterday noon. Entire passenger train leaves track just south of Humboldt. Passenger train number one running north due at Livermore at noon was derailed two miles south of Humboldt yesterday. The engine, tender, and every car leaving the track but none of them tipping over and only one man was injured. Brakesman Swally, evidently fearing a general smash-up, leaped from the train and was seriously injured and in jumping, some ribs at least being broken, and was taken to Humboldt. He will recover. The wreck occurred not far from where the trains were held up recently on account of a very bad washout on a curb. Just what was the cause of the wreck is not known. It is the same old story. The tender climbed the rails, but why do tenders persist in doing this? Numerous investigations have thus far failed to solve the riddle. And by the way, it was the same engine and tender that figured in the big wreck of July 2nd, south of Livermore, when so many were killed, engine number 157. It was driven this time by engineer Trusty, and he is evidently correctly named 
for he must have been running very carefully to have an entire train leave the track without tipping a car. The train left the last station, Badger, on time and was evidently proceeding leisurely with no lost time to be made up. All the section game from this vicinity, about 35 at the time, were summoned to the wreck and they had the entire train back on the rails at 7 in the evening and it resumed its journey northward to belated Jitney leading it by a half hour or so. Conductor R.J. Conklin, son of the conductor who was on the ill-fated train of July 2nd, was running this train. He mentioned as he passed through Livermore that all of his passengers had deserted him and he carried only two, the balance preferring to take their chances in the jitney that preceded him. About the only casualty that conductor Conklin could think of aside from the brakesman was 15 dozen eggs that he was taking with him and which he presumed were fatally scrambled. He should file a claim. Aside from these two disasters, the only other people we know who have cause for complaint might be humbled with their county fair. It does seem as if every time they put on a celebration down there, the M in St. Louis stages a counter-attraction that diminishes their crowd. Dance Don't forget the big dance at the Opera House on Tuesday evening, September 21st. Onions for sale As I have not time to peddle out my onions in small quantities, I have decided to sell them from the place at $3.50 per bushel. They are fine, large stock. Better fill up now for the winter. Call at once. J.D. Pitt Snub Polard Comedy at the Movies Every Saturday night with our Five Reel Paramount or Art Craft feature, we show one of the funniest one reel comedies and pictures today with no extra charge. Sunday, we have Marguerite Clark in Come Out of the Kitchen.